0: You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. Freedom of the press around the world is in grave danger.
1: With threats of violence against journalists continuing to rise, safeguarding press freedom has never been more critical. According to Reporters Without Borders, a total of 348 journalists were detained for providing news and information in 2018. On April 18th, the Washington Post and Reporters Without Borders, the world's largest non-governmental organization specializing in the defense of media freedom, held a conversation on freedom of the press around the world. In this segment, journalists discuss the challenges of reporting both here at home and in the world's hotspots, where members of the press risk their personal safety in order to get the story. Let's listen.
2: Important topic this morning, freedom of the press, freedom of the press to bring information and facts to the public. I'm Mary Jordan. I'm back again. I'm a national correspondent for The Washington Post and delighted to introduce our guests. We have Jessica Aro, award-winning Finnish investigative reporter. She works for the Finnish Broadcasting Company, and she is going to tell you what she personally has had to endure to write about Russia's propaganda machine. We also have Shushu Namagabe from um, legendary uh, radio correspondent in the Congo. For 20 years, she has been talking about something that was once unmentionable, rape as a weapon of war. She's been doing that since 1998 against all kinds of odds and death threats. Jonathan Carl could not be here this morning because of an unexpectedly uh, busy morning news cycle, but we are really delighted to have Bill Plant here. Bill is um, well-known, a thoughtful person who has actually been writing about Washington politics since Nixon's campaign um, and has a great perspective. In fact, I want to start with Bill. What do you make of where the US is and its drop in the index?
0: Well, previous presidents have always tried to steer news coverage. And they've tried to limit press access. Now we have a president who actually threatens press freedom. So we're in a very dangerous place. And I'm not at all surprised, given his influence, that the US dropped in the index this year.
2: Did you see this coming? I mean, was it inevitable? I mean, was it really changed by who is in the White House or do you see something from having looked for decades covering politics in the United Whether States. Whether
0: you blame it on this president depends I suppose on your your own uh, political inclinations, but the fact is that what he has done is to legitimize worldwide this business of beating up on the press and threatening I mean, here is the president who actively said it's, quote, frankly, disgusting the way the press is able to write whatever they want to write. Excuse me? (laughs) We do have the First Amendment here, uh, of which he is either uh, unaware or uncaring. Jessica, um,
2: you're based in Helsinki, is that right? Yes. And you have done heroic work talking about what's going on in Russia. Can you just give us, tell us what happened to you when you started writing these critical stories uh, from Russia? What happened? Definitely, and um, thank you for the good
3: feedback. It really keeps me going. So in 2014 I started to investigate the then newest phenomenon of Russian information warfare the social media propaganda trolls spreading Putin's messages also internationally so I wanted to find out specifically how does digital disinformation by Putin's regime influence and impact actual real people's ideas attitudes and even behavior So that was my core interest. And as soon as I started to investigate that, I was made uh, a smearing target. First in Russian, fake news medias. It spread uh, almost at 10 different sites, saying that I'm not a journalist at all. Instead, I am some kind of famous assistant of NATO and American Baltic Security Services. So they framed me as some kind of uh, foreign agent.
2: So let's go back. This is 2014, before the US election that you were on this, right, that yeah. now. And so to discredit you, they were saying you're an agent of the United States. Yeah, basically. That because th- there's nothing worse to be said. Is that the idea that yeah. you were being said? But, but e- beyond that, so how did it affect you? When, how did it affect you? They, it was even worse. I mean, they called you every name in the book, demeaned you. Um, yeah. Did it make it hard to, to work? To keep of going? Of course. And that was their whole point as they continued. Uh,
3: their basically criminal smearing campaign, for example, Today, I believe they have made around 250 fake news stories about me only at one pro-Kremlin, pro-racist, pro pro nazi fake news site in Finnish. And then there are all the other fake news and they claim that I'm criminal, drug dealer, mentally uh, disabled and made up all this troll ordeal. So what that causes is that it agitates real people into hating me and real people into sending death threats to me. For example, my former friends. Turned into enemies and started to threaten me. Someone who even knows me from the history, uh, they started to hate me as well. So they really. So this is where it gets it scary
2: because this is where it works, right? You 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 say something often enough, and then people think it's true. Uh, and this is kind of the sad fact of why this index is so important. That we kind of take a look, take a breath, and try to figure out where we go from here. I want to talk to Shushu. What an amazing story uh, you have to tell. Uh, When you went on the radio graphically and explaining something that people were not supposed to, it was taboo to talk about this, um, that women were getting raped by militias, what happened
1: to you? Thank you very much. Uh, It really wasn't easy. And uh, I remember at that time uh, in 1998, 1996 first, after the, uh, the broken down of the, uh, the outbreak of the first war, uh, nobody talked about uh, rape and sexual violence. The second war, it was in 1998, there was uh, silence. And uh, in 1999, um, some women started denouncing uh, the rape and sexual violence. And I remember when we wanted to talk about it in the media, in the radio, uh, we didn't even have a word to talk about it. We uh, tried- Because it was so socially taboo to say- Yes, we tried to look in our local languages like uh, Swahili from Congo, from Mashi, local languages, Kirega, but there was explanations of the phenomenon. So we had to borrow a word from Swahili, from Tanzania. And uh, this is uh, uh, Ubakaji. And it's media that's uh, told uh, to people about Ubakaji. And uh, I remember the first time we broadcasted a testimony from uh, uh, women who was uh, was raped. It was a shock in the community. Uh, People called us and said, how how are you talking about sex on... uh, on the radio, he said it's not a problem of sex, it's a really big problem of community. Because the woman uh, explained how she was raped, how after the rape she got tortured, they put stone branches in her vagina, she explained everything. And people were shocked. They said it was And of
2: course, by writing about the problem, you bring eyes on the problem. And the world you know, came to, to realize that this wasn't just in your country, but in many countries. So the effect is clear. Yes. Um, but what happened to you personally, since we're talking about
1: the courage it takes these days to write things? What, what did you endure? Yeah, I quickly realized that. Uh, our microphone was a weapon also to fight that uh, uh, phenomenon. And uh, really, at that time, we started giving our microphone to women to tell their stories. Because when the, the rebels were attacking the, the, the village, they called it a silent war, means rape. And quickly, with uh, our uh, my colleagues, We turned our microphone to women, we became uh, the loudspeaker of these women and we denounce it, uh, we denounce it. Uh, did, did you, you have Asia. the same
2: experience um, as Jessica that some of your friends said, why are you doing that?
1: Yes, so sometimes uh, it was crazy. We, what are you talking about? Really the shame, it's a shame even for women. You are highlighted the problem of women. You should not talk about it. We said, no, we have to talk about it is to act. So, we led uh, a campaign called the Challenging Silence uh, Women Journalists Against Rape and Sexual Violence. And we went even to the ICC, International Criminal Court. And uh, yeah, we had such uh, opportunities uh, to testify and uh, to, 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 to bring the spotlight on the problems. And uh, women were really sensitized. Even the community, the Congolese community, were rejecting the, 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 the survivors. They were rejected by the family. they were stigmatized, but we have to sensitize to train even uh, their family to 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 accept them to so accept it. I want to ask you and then come back to bill um,
2: for for fifteen years. I was a correspondent around the world, and many times um, I felt very proud that other countries would say oh you 're from the Washington Post. You can do anything. you have such freedom um, and they were kind of Gosh, I wish I could work there. These days, as we drop into the po- problematic area for press freedom, have you noticed in, your, in the last years that from other countries looking at the states, they see a problem here? Jessica? Um, we are seeing a
3: problem that is coming from your uh, presidential leadership uh, against the press at the moment and uh, but we are also seeing that um, the journalist that you guys are doing is really brave and is really expert and uh, you still show a lot of example to the rest of the world so keep on doing what you're doing That's nice
2: thank you and bill what reagan i mean you since since reagan you have actually been in the white house um and where do you see the country going now as we move to 2020 campaign. It's
0: one thing to try to steer news coverage by placing things out there, by leaking certain stories, uh, by trying to avoid coverage of other things. It's entirely another to threaten reporters and to say that news coverage shouldn't be allowed. So the only weapon we have is truth. The problem is that in today's media environment, in with social media, we can be overwhelmed. So we have to come out there with um, more effort than ever to get the truth out. And I think part of the way to do that is for reporters to avoid expressing their own opinions on social media. I think that's a mistake, because it then doesn't differentiate reporters from people who are uh, giving opinion.
2: Right, it feeds right into it. Any Anything else that? reporters should be doing to to try to move up on this index? What do we need to do ourselves? I mean, I know what other people need to do, but we have control about what we should be doing.
0: Part of it is simply uh, making sure that the United States government doesn't move uh, to suppress press freedom in any way. There is a danger lurking out there in today's in today's world. Which we've discussed at length here. Uh, We don't know what they would do if they could, but they. This president always suggests that uh, it would be a good idea if we didn't have so much quote fake news, most of which is not fake.
2: Yes, and um, to pick well, and there's like so much noise, so much going on out there. I think one of the things that a lot of journalists talk about is to keep your eye on the ball, on the big things. Um, because people are overwhelmed by the amount of information. Um, Sika, some very disturbing thing happened to you for your efforts. Uh, Russia is one of the most dangerous places to work. People get killed. They're in jail. Um, you were early on this story. You won lots of awards, including you, were, you picked up the phone or, and heard that you had won one from the State Department, uh, which was a fairly big deal. And then you were... Told. Whoops! What happened there? The the actual State Department pulled her award, um, and some people think it may have had to do with the fact that you were critical of Donald Trump. What do you think?
3: Yeah. Well, it was. You know, <laughs> I still feel like a winner because I had the award for a while before it, <laughs> before it was cancelled from me without any official documentation or explanation, and it was. What indeed- did they say? Whoops. I mean, what did they? Mm-hmm. They just said that it's, you know, cancelled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then I read from the foreign policy um, that, that um, anonymous officials from the State Department told that it was due to my Trump critical tweets, but you know, then these uh, Democrats at the Senate, oversighting the State Department. Uh, uh, Committee of Foreign Relations. They started to look into it, and they made their own um, investigation. They found out that it indeed um, what the State Department's spokesperson said publicly and he said that it was a mistake and that the award was never given to me in the first place, that that certainly wasn't based on documentation. But, you know,
2: and it was fairly minor things that you were saying also about trolling. I mean, she basically said he was trolling. Bill, you have seen leaders. I mean, they've been criticized, but, you know, criticizing leaders is not Um, something that's new. What's new is that if you criticize some people, they immediately say, well, that's, you know, they demean you, they discredit you, they say it's just not true. In
0: Jessica's case, the State Department and the administration seem to be trying to go out of their way to say this really didn't happen. In other words, they are basically uh, denying that there was any political influence. Well, look, I covered White Houses for 30 years and I never saw a decision that didn't have at least some consideration of politics when it was made. And certainly, this reeks of that.
2: Right. But, but what is at the heart of this is what we're seeing in many countries is when a leader um, is criticized they go after the journalist. And in our country, we have a long history. I mean, think of all the names that we've called different presidents over time. Why is it so different now?
0: RICHARD Nixon had an enemies list. And on that list, there were a number of journalists, as well as other uh, members of the opposition party. But he didn't do anything to restrict their ability to work. The, that is how time, times have changed.
2: Well, I mean, it's the tension between the four states, the four pillars, right? The White House, the judiciary, Congress, and the press. And what is this whole day, this whole morning is about is when you diminish the power of one, then the power of the others rise. And it's all about checks and balances. And it's a bit uh, scary here. Shushu, Congo, 117, not a good spot. Um, so even now, it's difficult there. What are the challenges for journalists uh, in, in the Congo?
1: The daily work of a journalist is really a challenge. Threats on journalists, uh, arrests, it's uh, like a daily norm. Uh, journalists are arrested for defamation, for insults. Like uh, you said, when you criticize uh, an authority, it's an insult. And uh, journalists are jailed for that. Uh, Journalists are jailed for leading an investigation on sensitive matters. Yeah, Like uh, female journalists, uh, when we uh, make investigation about uh, uh, rape and sexual violence used as a weapon of war, it's sensitive matters. So we received threats to be killed, to be kidnapped, to be raped also. And uh, really, I remember even uh, in 2009, my town, Bukavu, uh, was uh, called uh, uh, a place, a dangerous place to live as a journalist. And it's 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 so
2: interesting when you look at the index that depending on the leader in a certain African country, some are zooming up and some are going down. Yes. It really depends. Jessica, you were out early. You saw how social media was key into this, right? It's key into spreading the word, spreading bad you know, disinformation. Where do you see um, the state of the world press going now? And what should be done? <laughs>
3: Well, as journalists, we need to do investigations. We can do, you know, um, cover these topics with international colleagues. We can form networks uh, to cover this because, for example, the Russian trolls, they are influencing all over the place, not just you know, in Finland or in Ukraine, but also in Catalonia. They are fueling conflicts uh, also in France. So and of course, your pres- presidential elections, they you know helped Trump to get elected. So there should be really you know wise to form some journalistic coalitions to fight this and to cover this and Would make big stories.
0: I think it's also important that we encourage the efforts going forward of the social media companies of Facebook, Google, uh, and others to police what is on their networks. This is not going to be a. S- Uh, then you hear cries of censorship right away. But to remove what is patently false and uh, which incites violence is not necessarily wrong. And I think those efforts, which are supposedly underway, need to be encouraged. But basically, all we have is the truth. And we have to keep uh, working as hard as we can to get it out there.
2: All we have is the truth. I mean, this is what this whole day has been about. We started this morning talking about the battle to get the truth, the facts, information to people so that they can make right decisions. And um, I think you showing up this morning, the people that are watching online, we're very grateful to that. And I think that along with social media companies, along with people being aware, along with journalists, holding themselves to the highest standard, um, and the courage that we've seen that you've taken, um, and others. You know, I'm always optimistic, but we are really grateful. Um, It's all we have time for today. You can always, if you want to watch any of the segments, you can go to WashingtonPostLive.com, WashingtonPostLive.com. You can see the segments. Thank you so much.